because uh, that's what it's going to talk about at the last verse. So we read, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. A lot of people have a very hard time outlining John because he seems to go in circles. He's like, haven't we talked about this? Yes, we have, but we're talking about it again. Um, so he's already, been he's already been talking more times about being born of God, and now he does it again. He's also talked about love many times, and now he does that again. He's talked about Jesus and about who he is through the whole thing. He's also talked about what it looks like not to be in Jesus, and he will continue that as well in this. So, John has from the beginning wanted to um, explain to people what is the right teaching. Because there was going to come people who weren't teaching the right things. And as uh, Lee also said, like it's very interesting, and other people also said, it's very interesting to see what the writers of the New Testament write in their epistles compared to what they write in the Gospels. Because a lot of times it's the same thing. And if you have a, if you have like one of these online Bibles or you use some tool, you can just go home and take these five verses and see all the references. See how much of this is already in John, the Gospel of John, and how much John in his three letters also have already talked about this. And so John is underscoring he's not teaching something new. He's teaching the things that Jesus taught him. The number one thing of importance is, is who is Jesus? Last, we've been going through this whole process of that apparently there's people who say they're believers, but they don't, don't like the other believers. So that has been also a theme through the whole thing. Is that John saying, no, that's not possible. If we are really truly changed by God, this is what he talks about today, if we've been born of God, then we need to love the people that God has born. And so that has been from, from many chapters now. And the most important thing, as I said before, is like, who is Jesus? And here he again say, well, the ones who believe that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. So he's talking about this thing that goes all the way back to when Jesus met with Nicodemus at night. And he didn't understand what it meant to be born again. John's talking about this again, that we need to be born again of Jesus, of God. And he says here, 
that whoever believes in Jesus. So this is an offer for everyone. Not just for us inside the church, but for everyone who would come to know Jesus. They can be born of God, not of the flesh, but of the will of God instead. And so what is the thing that needs to be clear here? Well, we can't just say, I believe that Jesus is a green monster. Or I believe that Jesus is this. No, 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 we have to believe in who the real Jesus is. That Jesus is the Christ. And like we talked about earlier, Jesus Christ is not like Jesus is his first name and Christ is his last name. No, Christ is the title. It's the Greek translation of Messiah. So this is the Jesus that all the Old Testament talked about. This was what the sacrificial system was pointing to. This was the hope all the prophets had. This was the one that was going to come. Even from Genesis 3, this is the one that Father, Father said would come to restore all things. This is the one Moses talked about. There will come somebody after me. This is the one. This is who Jesus is. He is the one that would change everything about the world. And if we believe in the, what Isaiah says about him, he is almighty God. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the prince of peace. He is the one who's going to have an everlasting kingdom. So when we talk about believing in Jesus being reborn, it's not saying, oh, I believe in Jesus. No. John's saying, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, then you have been born of God. Which is amazing, though, because that's going to like come together with the last part, because that's where the victory lies. The victory lies in Jesus' victory, but our victory is bound up in his, and even the supernatural occurrence that we will understand who Jesus is, that's what gives us hope and life and courage and strength to live, live, this, live this life. Because so often we can be overwhelmed with what's all the bad things that happens in the world. But the encouragement at the end of the end of this passage today is that we have overcome the world, just as Jesus did. We actually have victory in him. And that's amazing. And we can take all that courage into how we live our lives. That no, 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 it might seem that the enemy is one, but no. Jesus has won. And we are in his victory. That doesn't mean it goes all the way we want. <laughs> because as even as Myers prayed, no, it's going to go the way that God wants to. And he'll show us and help us through it. But I just thought it was so good. No, we have to look to victory in Jesus. And then the second part is, so if we have been born of God, if we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the chosen one, the everlasting God, the one who is sent, the Son of God, then and everyone who loves the Father, and anyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. So that's, that's what John puts in there so people can't just say well I'm born of God but I hate all the, I hate the, uh, that guy and 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 I don't like those, those no no he says like no no if you've been so changed by Jesus and you've been born of God then you need to love the people that God loves
And so when we look, maybe when we look at ourselves, if we, if we really understand that Jesus has won his victory, he has been sent into the world, that God loved us first, and then we can love him, that we see the love of God in, the, in God sending his own son, the, this, the condescending of Jesus to be born as a baby into this world, that he overcome the world, not by destroying it, but by loving people, and actually taking it his, our punishment, his, our sin on him, dying on the cross, so that we can have victory in him. Now the good thing is that Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose after three days, and he proved who he is, that he is the chosen one, the promised one. Now, if we can agree on that, I think with John, we have to have to look at our own hearts if then we start hating other people or if we don't love the people of God. I think Lee said it well last time in his sermon is that we, there's a lot of people we think are strange in this whole, somebody said that 2,000 denominations or something. I thought that was a staggering number. But if we truly understand the love of Christ in, G in God, then we have to be very careful, John says, that we don't turn around and say, well, although I understand that love, then I don't love those people or I even hate those people. And we know Jesus doesn't make it any easier because as we went through Matthew, he calls us to love our enemies. So John's trying to root out false teaching that you can say you love God, but I can hate the one that God loves and the one that God has reborn. So he's trying to root that out. But because you love, because you all love one another, of course. So we don't struggle with that. Or maybe we do. <laughs> and it's actually really good to remember how much we were loved. That God loved us first. And that's why we can love others. John continues and then he says by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commands. So this verse um, this verse is very interesting because if you read this in a uh, self-righteous religious way you will go home and do this. You'll be like okay I'm going to love God and I'm going to love his commandments. Or I'm going to love the children of God and then I'm going to work myself to be loved by God. Or you're going to be like, I'm loved by God, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and both are wrong. Because <laughs> th this is what John's been saying. Like, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't want your religious deeds and I don't want your licentiousness. 
I want you to understand who Jesus is. So you, you can hold, that you know that God is the one that's holding you. You're not holding yourself, and you're not just doing whatever you want. Know that, that we love one another when we are interested and occupied and love what God wants us to do. And so it's kind of the opposite of like, I'm just going to do these things and then God will accept me and I'll be better than everybody else. And I'll, ge- I'll hold it myself. Or over here, I'm not going to do anything because God doesn't need me to do anything. I can do whatever I want. No, no, no. In the middle. Or the right way, the small way, the narrow way. If I have been loved, if we go back, if I believe who Jesus is and have been born of God and really understand who he is, then God will in me create a love for his people and his commandments. That I will love God with all my heart, uh, all my strength, heart, soul, strength, and I will love my neighbors. Not so I will get loved, but because I am already loved. Not so I earn my way, because Jesus has made the way. Not so I make my own way, and not over here, I'll just do whatever. I'll even do the things God doesn't like, because I'm loved. No, this is two misunderstandings of the gospel, and the real gospel is in the middle understanding who Jesus really is. And we see that by understanding that we were loved first and that love has in us by the Holy Spirit made us love God and one another. And the commandments and what Jesus has for us won't seem as these over here, which is like, oh man, I just don't want to do anything. It wouldn't be like these big bricks or these 600 things I have to do. Or over here, it would be my righteousness to do all those things. I have completed them. I am amazing. I have saved myself. No, Jesus is the Savior. And his commandments are what? Light. His burden's light. Not uh, burdensome to break your back and not to make you righteous, but the love of God, the being made new, a child of God, should in us, by the Holy Spirit, make us love God, love His commandments, and encourage us to share those with other people, the love that was inside of us. And I, just, I was just reminded by this because <laughs> Jesus also said, said to his disciples, you, other people would see me when you love one another. So John's trying to correct that. You can't be inside and show who Jesus is if you don't love one another.
For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. We talked about that, 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 that on both sides, oh, it's so, like, it's burdensome, but I can do it. But over here, like, they're so burdensome, I just don't want to do any of them. I'll just do whatever I want. So both sides is I'll do whatever I want. Here I'll just do it for myself and salvation. Here I'll, I don't do anything because it's too hard and I don't want to do it. But the love of God shows us that God's commandments were never burdensome. They were to draw us to him. And that when we see who Jesus really is and he shows us who God is, then we see that they're not burdensome. But they're the ones that bring life and joy, peace, and make us see who God really is. Make us live the life we are created to live. That they're actually not a big burden, but they are true freedom. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. This was the ones I was referring before. So it's not our works and deeds, and or it's not the self-righteousness that overcomes the world, and it's not our laziness and <laughs> licentiousness that will overcome the world. No. It is the faith in Jesus. Everyone who's been born of God overcomes the world. What was that? That was faith and hope and trust and understanding in who Jesus is, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Christ. That's what overcomes the world. And that's our victory. That's the faith that we have in Jesus. And it, I just like, it has overcome the world. Because this is happening when Jesus comes in and he does it all. So I, I, I just thought it was so encouraging. Like sometimes we look like we're losing. But no, 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 we've won the victory. And that's, that's really something I need, to, I think we need to encourage one another with when we're fearful, when we're anxious, when we're nervous. That we are victorious in Jesus. And that should give us boldness and strength to do the work that he's called us to do. He has overcome the world. And we are in him, so we've overcome the world. Again, it's not like, then I can do whatever I want. No. We are set free to do whatever God wants us to do. And that's true freedom. That's true joy. That's true victory in who God is. And then he ends up with the question, who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? He comes back to it. He was just saying that if you know Jesus is the Messiah, you are born of God. You are his child. And then he says, like, who overcomes the world? This is the exact opposite to the Antichrist he was talking about that was there earlier. The ones that didn't believe that Jesus was Send of God. They don't overcome the world. The Son of God overcomes the world and faith in Him. So how is all this going to be practical for you? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I was trying to encourage you because if you have victory in Jesus, then maybe we should be more bold 
maybe we should serve people in a different way. But how has God made you? What qualities has he given you? What spiritual gifts has he given you? What abilities has he given you? What resources have he given you? That's actually where it fits in with what, what um, Satu did with the oil. What's in your house? What do you have? What is God calling you to do? How can you love the people here? How has God made you to love the people in the fellowship? And that's not the same. We are not made the same. That's why it's interesting. We all have different gifts and abilities. We also come from different places. But why didn't I feel at home at all the places I've gone? Because it wasn't my place to be. But God's put us together to love and serve one another by the love that we were loved by. And I believe to make us strong and bold and courage to reach out to our neighbors as well and share the love that we have. And even to love our enemy. And you said, but I need more inspiration. Well, good. Then I would encourage you to look and read John again, but also read other accounts of Jesus. How does Jesus live his life? How does he encourage the people he meets? How does he serve us? How can we worship God and how can we serve one another? And how can we serve and live in a way so people will see him? I just gave you just a chance and you have it in your email. These are some of the ways we can reach out to people. And I'll pray and encourage you to come up with creative other ways to do that. This is together, but also you have neighbors next to you or they live above you or beside you. How can you love them? How can you serve them? How can you do what the Lord has put you here to do? Pray. Give. Worship. Give encouragement. Give rebuke when it's needed. Help people. Seek to see where can you encourage people. Enjoy God. Worship Him. Sacrifice when they need it. Suffer with other people when it's needed. Teach. Hus- use hospitality. Use the gifts and abilities that God has given you. Not to earn your salvation. Not be lazy just because you want to. But if you understand who Jesus is, you've been born of God and his love is in you to serve one another and to be a light in this world. So John is going in these circles and he keeps circling around the same way. He really wants his believers to know who Jesus is. He wants to know what's the right teaching about Jesus. He wants us to know how we really love one another and that love comes from God. So how has God made you? Why does he have you at your job? Why does he have you in the Birmingham? Why does he have him meet all these people? What is it that God wants to do when you... How do we live that out? In Jesus' victory? 
God, we ask you and thank you for First John and the encouragement here today. That, well, maybe we think John's repeating himself, but Lord, thank you that we can again take a look at who you are, Jesus. Um, I pray for all of us who really understand that knowing who you are, believing who you are, we can see we've been loved first by you. I pray we will we really see how much we've been loved so we can love others. And will you grow that in us? And we love and worship you for who you are. And from the overflow, we'll come out us to the people around us. Give us strength and boldness and understanding that your victory meet Jesus means that we, have vic- we are victorious in you. Not because of what we've done, because of you and you and our faith in you that you created. So hel- Holy Spirit, fill us again. Un- help us understand and know how we can reach out to one another. Help us first to understand who you really are more and more each day. Give us a thirst to pray, to worship, to read your word, and to encourage one another. Oh, we thank you so much for all you've done and how you continue to draw us to yourself. We pray that you will bless us, encourage us, send it out, send us out in the boldness and strength of your son's victory. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you so much for the privilege of going through John. We have s- we still have some of John left, but um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, don't run away because uh, Vivi's making food, so come and uh, join us for a meal. If you have comments, questions, angry outbursts, uh, somebody you want to pray with, I'm also here. There's also other people you can ask. Um, but let's have the benediction from Hebrews. So the author of Hebrews writes, Now may the God of peace who brought up from the Lord, up our Lord Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Have a fantastic week. Come and join us.